Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me as always are some of my very favorite people on planet earth josh how you doing what are you drinking uh i'm doing really well actually i'm in good spirits and i have a good not a spirit of beer uh but it's called evil julius Evil Julius. It is a uh, a a pumpkin spice version of my one of my favorite beers, Julius, uh, and it's also a lovely. What are we talking here? Oof, nine point two percent beer. That Be is a pretty good. You uh, you rarely make a uh, sound when you first sip a beer, in my opinion. And as soon as you took a sip of that beer, you went. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, he must be enjoying that beer. It's delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Tom, how you doing? What are you drinking? I am doing all right, and I am drinking some Compass Box Great King Street Scotch, and it is a delicious. Compass Box. Ooh. Yeah. It looks as good as it sounds. Yeah. How about you, Michael? What are you drinking over there, pal? I'm drinking nothing. I gotta go pick up the spawn. Yeah. Uh, these. Monday night driving shenanigans might have to end, so you can start drinking again. It's yeah. some kind of bullshit, that's for sure. It certainly is. Just stealing you away from us. Absolutely. Every Monday. Speaking of stealing, today we're going to be talking about some of the best thieves, cut purses, rogues of the, uh, of the uh, comic book universe. This can cover a lot of ground. Now, everybody knows who my favorite rogue on the planet is, and I will be mentioning him. Because he does show up in a comic book. But uh, we're going to do this the classic long box guy style. We'll have about, uh, we'll go around. If you agree with someone, it's a drink. And uh, we're going to explain why you like that character and what's great about him. And, uh, yeah, we'll do about five and then we'll do some honorable mentions. Mike, you want to start us up? When Josh first uh, proposed this this afternoon, there was one person who came to mind immediately and for me that is gentleman jim craddock the gentleman ghost uh what i loved about him he's uh from dc comics he's a foe of flash hawkman pretty much everybody at some point adam uh batman etc uh, created back in 1947 by Robert Kaniger and Joe Kubert. Originally, he was a con man who performed robberies and pretended to be a ghost. But later on, during the Silver Age, they retconned it so that he was actually a ghost. He was a highwayman who was killed by... Uh, Nighthawk and Cinnamon and was cursed to uh, walk the earth until his killers 
moved on to their next plane of existence. Unfortunately for him, his killers were Hawkman and Hawkwoman, who are also <laughs> cursed to be reborn constantly, so the gentleman's ghost can never fucking pass on to his next life, as long as they have their curse. It's awesome, and he's awesome. Especially, even in, like, Batman the Brave and the Bull. Like, you never know if this guy's actually a con man convincing everybody that he's a ghost doing the robberies or if he's real. So, And he still thieves, even though he's a ghost. Yeah. What is he going to do with the money? <laughs> Apparently, you can take it with you. <laughs> I always, like, there was a, a great story arc where the purple man stopped being a dick for a while. He goes, hey, I just have to ask for things. I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to keep stealing or robbing or, or doing these grand things. I can just ask for things and I just get it. So I might as well just do that for a while. Yeah. But what is the, what is the ghost going to steal that's going to, maybe something to bring him back. But other than that, it's usually just a, maybe force of habit. <laughs> force of habit. Yeah. But that was definitely on my list. I love the gentleman ghost. Yeah. Tommy, you want to go next? What do you got, buddy? Oh, that that was my first. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, uh, Peter Quill, otherwise oh. known as Star Lord. Who? Star Lord. I haven't heard of him. Maybe maybe you you haven't heard of him. Come on, man, Star Lord. <laughs> Perhaps better known by his group affiliation, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ish. Not familiar. Maybe you haven't heard of it. Wait, he, he, the guy from Marvel Premiere? That Star-Lord? Yeah. Wait, Yondo's kid? Yeah, Yondo's kid. That kid that used to run with Yondo. (laughs) Just said that, man. So, I mean, you know, he's a... From the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's a great character. Uh, You know... In the comics, Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't that great of a, a comic early on. Uh, but, you know, I, I fell in love with him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Chris Pratt can do no wrong. Um, so I'm going to have to throw him up there since Mikey took Gentleman Ghost from me. I will say this. He did steal Kitty Pride's heart. Ooh. Oh. He's a good thief. He is a good thief. You got Kitty Pride to show up in a teleporter wearing a banana suit sitting with uh, peanut butter jelly sauce. That's like every fantasy I ever had as a kid, so. It's fair. Josh, you got someone creeping up behind you. Who you got there, buddy? I'm going to go with or the Prowler. He, or is he prowling up behind you? He is. Uh, I, I liked uh, some of his reboots. I liked his, sort of his arc over the years. And then, of course, uh... What's his name? The beloved actor, who I adore, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> name somebody. Name me. Donald Glover. Childish Gambino, you were right. Thank you, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did a great rendition of him for on the uh, on the on-screen side, even though he only had a very brief appearance. And uh, and he was webbed to the trunk of the car, and then of course, a fantastic rendition of him in the Spider Verse. I just 
Uh, I mean, he was always a pretty minor character, but uh, I just uh, I'm, I'm glad he got a little uh, got a little love in this uh, in the past few years. It's nice to see uh, someone get get something that that boosts the character that you're like, eh, do I really need to care about this guy? And then just a couple of renditions of him just sort of elevates everything, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll go back and peruse some stuff. And he's actually what I was thinking of when I uh, when I suggested the topic for tonight. Ah, well, all right. He was one of the first Marvel supervillains, black supervillains. Ah, he may be the first. Well, I'll take a look at that. It's something yeah. I haven't uh, gone too deep into. Uh, it's nobody's surprise that I'm going to go with the greatest thief who ever lived anywhere in the in any universe, and that is Malik, the unconquerable. <clears throat> from Conan the Destroyer, who did have his own, uh, who has appeared in the Conan comic books. Malik was able to hide in shadow in the middle of a desert, Conan the Destroyer. He was able to backstab a guy riding past him on a horse, and he still got a backstab off. The only guy to make any money in Conan the Destroyer was Malik, because he kept shoving diamonds and jewels down his gullet. And at the end... Not only does he unequivocally save the day uh, by finding out how to kill the giant big bad, also he gets himself positioned to be the court jester in the queen's court. There's going to be nothing left, but like, it's going to look like the Grinch stole Christmas like three days from now after Malik gets through with that palace. Malik, greatest thief of all time. By, tra- uh, by, by the great... Crazy one. It's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He totally looks like the dude who played Larry. Uh, New Hart. Yeah, yeah, he does. That's kind of a little bit. A little bit. Not the same guy, but does look like. He had a lot of roles on uh, Reader 91. And Critters. He had a lot of roles. He was a lot all over the place. Ooh, trivia. A little bit of trivia. Critters is the only movie I know of that has a person in the credit, an actor, who has my name, Josh Hopper. A Josh Hopper, right? Oh, right. Critters, yeah. That is to know. It wasn't you. No, no, he was like the homeless guy, Critters. All right. <laughs> Mike, that was mine. What do you got? And nobody, nobody had mine? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest thing of all time, but okay. Uh, my number two is... He is not somebody you immediately think of as a master criminal, but this dude can play the long game. And I am talking about Boomerang from Marvel (laughs) Comics. Because, trust me, folks, if you're out there listening and have not read The Superior Foes of Spider-Man, you are missing out on one of the best Marvel series of all time. Wait, is that a sex thing? Why is it always going to be a sex thing? <laughs> That's a lie for the comic book, and it's the one that hooked me, and it's on, like, page three. It's great. Yes, The Superior Foes of Spider-Man. It is about the Sinister Six, where Boomerang assembles four other supervillains <laughs> for a new version of the Sinister Six, and his whole plan comes together at the end, and you don't know what it is, but it's foreshadowed perfectly by the time you finally realize what all this shit was for, it's so fucking petty. It's amazing. 
so Boomerang uh, makes the number two on my list as my favorite thief because of convincing people to do all this shit so he could just get a just a petty revenge. <laughs> petty revenge. Yeah. I wish I had thought, thought of that because that is a great one, Mike. It really Top is. Of, it really is. Tommy, who you got next? I'm going to go with Jason Todd. All right. That's uh, that's not Jason bad. Jason Todd, also, also known as Robin. Yeah. Became yeah. Robin by stealing Batman's wheels off of the Batmobile. And later continued his thieving by becoming the Red Hood outlaw and stealing from criminals to right. build up his underworld operation. All right. I'm not disagreeing with you, but that is a different angle to go at. But you're right. He is a great thief. He has all these skills, all the necessary. Yeah, and he did steal the wheels off the Batmobile, which is pretty funny. How pissed off was Batman when he came out? God. Whoops. Damn it. it. <laughs> Josh, who you got next, buddy? Uh, I, my, I've got a, a couple of flippy flops here, but uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Gambit. Drink. It's a good one. I didn't get Gambit, yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, a group of. So I had two villains and then two superheroes. Yeah. And Gambit yep. was definitely my Mar- Marvel pick. He's definitely in the in the Marvel bucket for people who starts off as either a thief or a burglar. Um, and for the who's at home, a little bit of trivia, you don't have to be a thief to be a burglar. People who burgle are not necessarily stealing things. They're just committing a felony after breaking into somebody's residence. But anyway, uh, so Gambit was one of those people... Yeah, You're right. they, they could also be they could be rapists. Or murderers. Yeah. Or murderers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. burglary and murder, not burglary yeah. and stealing. Yeah, burglary is not necessarily stealing something. You, Just you saying. Made me think. Yeah. Uh yeah, Gambit's one of those characters who started out really strong for me in the Marvel Universe. Like he came in, he seemed like he was gonna be like this very intricate part of a lot of storylines. I liked him. I liked the quarter staff, I kinda like the power the, the power footprint. And then, I don't know, they they sort of, like, dropped Gambit on the floor, and he got sticky and dirty, and they never picked him back up and dusted him off in a way that made me happy again. And then in every film version or, or, or cartoon or film version, I think they just, it was not a, they did not do a good job. There's one fan YouTube video that's pretty good. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't Where know. Rogue is captured, I'll, I'll send you the link. It's pretty good. Okay. It's uh, Gambit's Gambit's big play or something, but it's yeah. a fan and it's really it's pretty good. Yeah, so I just like the idea of him. And early in the X Men days, when he first uh, first sort of like launched into the comic, I really I I had like a lot of hope for the character. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like this guy. And then um, and then not so much. And then not so much. You were a little interested. Yeah, you were like very heavy, interested. heavy into Jeff. <laughs> heavy into Gambit. And uh, never didn't ever worked out for me, but I had high hopes. I just right. always wanted to see Gambit like going into like a a casino uh, gift shop and just like going and like buying a huge stack of used cards. Okay. And, like, okay. Just, just like you, you never had like the backstory of where he bought his cards. Yeah, he was always like. <laughs> He didn't buy oh, shit. Man. He stole the stole cards. 
Or he, he just stole, stole a giant stack of black books. And you're like, is he still stealing stuff? <laughs> and he just Josh, that's to what make, happened to your cards, man. He's totally an he onyx. He just wanted to make collectors cry. And so he just <laughs> kept throwing uh, black lotuses at people or like five grand a pop. Just pop, exploding them. Yeah, it's kind of Pow, 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 pow. I'm going to go a little more classic here. I'm going to go with Felicia the Black Cat. Felicia Hardy, right? Is that right, Hardy? Felicia Hardy. The Black Cat. Um, What do you think of cat burglars? Um, Right there with... Literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right there with Catwoman uh, is Felicia Day. I like her... Felicia Day. Felicia Hardy, sorry. Freudian slip. Yeah, Felicia Day broke into my heart. She did. She stole she that thief of my yeah, And she gave me an odd look at San Diego Comic Con, and I was like, what's up with that? Never mind. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Um, well, she saw what you had filmed beforehand, and she wanted that gift back. Probably. <laughs> Probably. It was awful. Anyways, um, her power set is a little bit different. It's uh, a bad luck power set, bad mojo. If you're around her long enough, uh, you have bad things happen. It's a luck manipulation thing. But the tragic thing about it is she doesn't really control it. So the people around her are starting to get imbued with that bad luck mojo, even if she doesn't want it to. So I kind of like that tragic part of the character. She never really be close to anybody because they'll just have terrible, shitty things happen to them. So let's say you're fighting the black cat and she's trying to escape and she runs down a fire escape and you run the fire escape. But then one of the bolts comes loose and you fall backwards. Because her black, her, you know, bad luck black cat mojo hit you. I just always thought that was kind of cool. And she is a terrific cat burglar. Yeah, and one of Don't the... Don't you have black cat? Yeah. No, because uh, my next pick was Catwoman. Very good. I mean, they're right there together. Yeah, if you guys uh, have not read Tom King's uh, run on Batman, I highly recommend that also. Because uh, Catwoman, for a long time, she started off as a Batman villain, but has morphed into an ally, and now is the wife of uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, So no longer an ally. Yeah. If you uh, are a fan of the Dark Label, or the Black Label, excuse me, comic book line from DC, which is their adult imprint, they are currently running the... Uh, Batman Catwoman story uh, that Tom King is also writing. It's uh, pretty good. I also recommend that. I'm ready. And the double date that Batman and Catwoman and Lois Lane mm-hmm. and Clark Kent go on is, is one of the amazing. Most amazing. Just the craziest thing you'll ever read in a comic book. And it's so poignant because they, they talk about their friends in such a, a familiar way the way we talk about each other. And it just gives you such an in-depth, you know, how much they love each other and how much they sometimes can't trust each other because they know a little too much about each other. It's uh, it's really, really, really good. And I really, yeah, I'm pretty sure Superman liked it when they had to switch costumes because he dressed like Batman and Lois Lane had to dress like Catwoman. Yeah. He, he was into it. He was, he was not hating that. I, I was telling a story a couple days ago to my wife's boss, and we were doing a, a Halloween fun run, 5K, and my wife's like, hey, what do you want me to dress up as? And I'm like, hey, dress up as Supergirl. And her boss goes, you didn't want to dress up like a stripper or a prostitute? And I'm like, man, I have fucked strippers and prostitutes. 
but I have not fucked Supergirl yet. <laughs> I gotta look for that. Lady, give me yeah. a look. <laughs> I gotta look. LT, who you got next, buddy? Well, uh, there's a little fella called Batrox the Leaper. Oh, now you're just pandering. Yeah, seriously. No, he's a great thief. Is he? Yes. He's a great thief. Right, Tom? Is he? Yes, I agree with you, LT. You have never been more handsome or right. <laughs> See? Patrick's <laughs> Leaper, a fantastic thief. I don't need to say anymore. Name one thing that he's stolen successfully. Tom's heart. <laughs> Vibranium X, the very first thing he shows up in, he stole Vibranium X. No, Black Panther would have killed him. <laughs> Vibranium X was a different thing. Uh, all right. Might not have been called that. Look, but it was, a, it was the Earth steal, He has tried to steal so much shit, and Captain America has always stopped him. He's a thief. He didn't stop him on the first one. Uh, if you read the very first appearance, which I got, uh, I got a reader copy of it, it's they do uh, team up to chase it down from a Thank you. Batrock the Leaper steals it. I remember yes. the storyline. And then Batrock feels bad because New York is going to be going to be destroyed. He goes, New York? I have friends in New York. I have stuff in New York. I would help you, Captain America. I do recall that. Was that his first? Is that his really That is his first appearance. appearance. So, yeah, he does, he does steal something from a top-secret lab that can blow up a significant portion of New York. Captain America does chase him down, uh, and then he had already passed it off to the terrorists who intend to use it uh, after his mercenary, and then him and Captain America chase him down and do recovery. He recover. steals it twice. He gets paid, and he then steal he steals it, it again. Yeah. Um, That's a good All right. Yeah. You've, what, you've, you've sold me on Batrock. Good yeah. job, guys. Yeah. You're up there, Josh. Uh, I'm going to go with Yield Scott Lang. Ant-Man, the tiniest thief in thiefdom. Uh, I mean, who doesn't like a thief who gets super tiny? I mean, it's just the it's just the concept of getting super tiny. And just, I mean, honestly, his job is so goddamn easy. Like, if you had the Ant-Man costume stealing things, is that really a challenge for people? I mean, it well, seems he, like I could steal whatever if I was Ant-Man. But I'm gonna give it to him because you know, whatever, he's tiny. He was a master thief before he got the costume. Yeah. Yeah, but now he has the costume. He's lost all credibility. I could steal anything with the costume. Really? Yes. I'll give you a Princess Leia costume. Steal anything? No, with his costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. right, just make sure. Because you can probably get away with some sketchy shit. Oh, Prince don't get Leia. me wrong. There's a lot. There's a much bigger umbrella of shit I could steal. Being dressed up as Princess Leia because I look good. <laughs> I'm neither here nor there. Yeah. All right, uh, does that bring you to me? Oh shit! Uh, I had my hand a second ago. Oh, uh, Tommy, this is going to be one of your faves, actually. Uh, an Iron Man villain, the Ghost. Corporate espionage, corporate thief. Yeah. Corporate espionage. The Ghost, just like Scott Lang, was all tech based. The Ghost could walk through walls. The Ghost was. Immaterial, untouchable. That's a pretty good thing for a thief. And invisible most of the time. Couldn't quite use the yeah. powers at the same time. That was right for most of the time. Like, yeah, you gotta be intangible or invisible, or invisible or intangible. The, the suit didn't work both ways sometimes. And sometimes it did. 
but that's a pretty good thief right there. And at one point, the ghost got it in up in the, the, the beam that uh, Tony Stark was the cause of all their woes. And he told Stark, I'm going to kill you. And Stark got real paranoid for a while because there's not a lot to do against the ghost coming after them. Oh, Stark found a way. He did. I remember. That was a good story. I think that was one you gave me to, to hook me in. And it worked. That was a good story arc. Because he was just so paranoid. Like, he was, like, freaking out. Like, he didn't know what to do. I mean, you know what all those Jurassic Park people say. Stark finds a way. Stark finds a way. <laughs> Mikey, give me another one. Well, so, because Gambit was already chosen, this is my last one. But I saved, of course, the best for last. Oh, so did I. 1965, okay. Wally Wood creates the greatest thief in the Marvel Universe. Daredevil number eight, Stiltman. That's right. I am talking about Wilbur Day, a amazing engineer who has powerful telescopic legs that makes him the ultimate second story man. He just walks over and reaches into windows and grabs shit out. He has he has fought Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Iron Man, who cheated, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, when they need a villain in the Marvel Universe to... Get something off a high shelf. They, or, he or has all the powers of a ladder. Window washer? Right. Yeah. So, all the powers of a, a scaffolding. He's so popular amongst the writers and artists of Marvel Comics that the, even though he's been killed, they bring him back just so they can have him still around because they love to draw him. I remember Bob Layton, when I went over to him and said, I would like to commission you to draw Stiltman. He's, I said... Is that okay? And he goes, no one has ever asked me to draw Stiltman, and that includes all of Marvel Comics. <laughs> so, yes, I will definitely draw you Stiltman. And he was supposed to do a head sketch, and I came back, he did a full body sketch. He's like, I just started, and I just fucking loved it. <laughs> couldn't go, I couldn't, couldn't stop myself. Yes, artists love to draw Stiltman. Look at any cover that Stiltman is on. They're phenomenal. They, they really are dynamic because you got to get that powerful, you know, uh, 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 Kirby-esque. Unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. So how that, big was that, that sketch like? Was that, was that sketch like 11 by 34? It, it actually stretches into 11 by 34. Yeah. I was going to say force perspective. they got to use that force perspective to get that, that powerful image across. Yeah. In Italy, he's done a scaffoldio. Scaffoldio. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. So, that's, so Mike, that's pretty good. I, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but there is another villain that's pretty, pretty great, and he's over at DC, and he just came alive for me in in the Harley Quinn cartoon, and he'd be known as Kite Man. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like I like Kite Man. He wasn't a great thing. Oh, he wasn't a great thief, but he was a great, a great character. <laughs> he was a great character. 
Charles Brown is uh, one of the most beautiful names ever for a nominee for a guy named Kite Man. And you're right, his story arc in that one was phenomenal. The, the War of Jokes and Riddles. Jokes and riddles. Uh, again, that really... Re- yeah. The, the redemption of Kite Man. I believe that's what one of the issues is called. Um, Kite Man is awesome. But yeah, you're right. He's perfect on Harley Quinn. I, I mean, look, he walks into the bar to get henchmen. He's like, hey, who wants to go rob something with a kite theme? <laughs> like, everybody's like, yeah, fuck, I want to yeah. work for Kite Man. If I work for Joker, he might just... I might not, he might have, like, just look at me and, like, you're not funny and kill me. But if I'm working for Kite Man, I get to fly a fucking kite? That yeah, is just you're, enjoyable. You're and odds are you're some, tougher than the guy that hired you, so. Yeah. You're definitely getting some face tattoos if you're working for Joker, right? Like, yeah. that's part of the thing. Yeah. 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 That yeah. makeup does not wash off. Like, hey, you're a clown now. That's your, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah working for Kite Man, you're thinking to myself. your next gig. Yeah, even work for Kai Man, you're thinking to yourself, even if we don't succeed this heist, I got Christmas presents for all my nieces and nephews. Yeah. Free kites. kites. <laughs> all right. I got my, I saved my best for last too, Josh. What was your best for last? I have Aram the Strong, a.k.a. Armstrong from Archer and Armstrong. Oh, oh you son fire. of a bitch. That is awesome. Beef throughout one. history. He has a magical sack to keep all the shit he's stolen over the millennia. He's been alive. <laughs> He claims to have the Holy Grail in there. And who fucking knows? Armstrong is a giant, jolly, anti-Santa Claus who just took whatever we want as he immortalized his ass through history. He's fucking fantastic. Folks, if you have not read Archer through Armstrong, you are incorrect. <laughs> All right. My last guy, nobody really remembers him. Nobody knows him, but everyone has seen something that he stole. And that is the giant fucking penny that's in the Batcave. And I'm talking about the thief known as the Penny Pitcher. The Penny Pitcher was a thief who was obsessed with being cheap. If they were robbing a bank, and there's this one scene where they're robbing a bank, they run out to the car. He doesn't want to leave yet with the cars. You know why? There's still time left on the meter. That's money wasted (laughs) if we don't let the meter run out. We're not going anywhere until the fucking thing dates. And they have to shoot it out with the cops until the fucking meter runs out. He wasn't wasting a goddamn penny. And that's why he was the penny pitcher. He was a, kind of a tragic backstory. I think a, one of the few Dust Bowl villains. At least that's part of the backstory that uh, like his grandparents like survived the Dust Bowl. So nothing went to waste. Everything had to be used. You could not be wasteful. That was the thing. So... Um, yeah, the penny pincher, the world's cheapest thief. Uh, he charged his henchmen for bullets. <laughs> like, stop shooting! I'm not made of money! <laughs> You're paying for those! It was... He was a funny character. It was a funny hook. And like I said, you might not know him, but every time you see that classic Batcave, you see that giant coin that somehow Batman just kept. Yeah. He stole yeah. that from a yeah. museum, Batman. And there's also a T-Rex. Like, there's the giant penny and a T-Rex that were both stolen from a museum. The bat was like, you know what? I'm keeping these. He paid for them. He probably did. You're Anonymous right. Anonymous donation. He paid for them. Yeah, he probably did. You're right about 
some, some, we, let's do a couple of uh, honorable mentions. There's got to be a couple of good ones. Mike, you got some honorable mentions? Uh, so from DC Comics, The Shadow Thief. Oh, good one. Sure. Um, he, he's a classic villain of both uh, Hawkman and Adam. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Tommy didn't get that one. That was a good one. Yeah, he was on my honorable mention list. Uh, Swordsman was a thief and then turned Avenger. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, oh! Keep going. No, I'm going to I was going to say Puck. Puck from, the, uh, from Alpha Flight. Spent a lot of his time as a thief. Yeah. Do you guy, a thief? Yeah, nah, I got a brain seizure here. Um, and uh, she is... The Star Wars version of Indiana Jones. Oh, Dr. Oh, Afra. How did we forget Dr. Afra? Oh, Captain Afra, damn it. Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra, great thief. She is, uh, you know, the just a, just a fantastic character in that world. And uh, dear uh, Disney Plus, I know you're not listening, uh, but give Dr. Afra a series. Seriously, yeah. seriously, folks. After, after Obi-Wan comes out, you're going to have Vader in the mix anyway, and I... I I do not want what's his name surprising his role too many times. It just upsets me. But I would I would suffer that for a Doctor After series. Get in there and do that shit. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. You son of a bitch, you got me in. Son of a bitch. Um, and uh, for me, also from a Spider-Man villain who is a terrible villain, but anyone who masters a whip, I just enjoy Blacklash. Uh, just. A terrible character, but I just love. I just love. I just love whips, and just get in there and do the whip thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, I'm gonna go with Chairface Chippendale. Oh, good one. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, he Not does bad. end up uh, stealing Dinosaur Neil's mind, so. <laughs> Uh, if you're not aware of who Chairface Chippendale is, please watch the Tick animated series or go read some of the Tick comics from New England Comics. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. So good. Uh, I was uh, a little... Oh. Uh, the, the latest live-action Tick was a little tragic, but, man, I hope, they, I hope they just put it through the grinder again. Just spit it back out. Just keep trying. Keep trying to applaud. You know what I would love to see uh, on Invincible? Like they just flash to the moon one night and you can see the C H A on the moon. Just fucking put it in it's a fucking cartoon. Just do it. Don't ever mention it. Don't even talk about it. Just have it in the fucking just background. Have it in the background. That would hook me so good. Uh, we didn't mention Silver Sable. She uh, spent a lot of her career as a thief, didn't she? Uh, she was a mercenary. Uh, I don't know. Mercenary thief. She looked good in the costume. Uh, yeah. Are you going to argue that one? What the hawk? <laughs> no, I mean, I I have every issue of Silver Sable and the Wild Pack. <laughs> that is not a humble brag, I assure you. <laughs> Wasn't uh, wasn't Oro, uh, Oreo, wasn't 
Raging Storm, a, a, a very capable Aurora? It's one of those R words I can't say very well. Gotcha, okay. My uh, uh, Storm, uh, she was a uh, she was a very capable pickpocket, as I recall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She was. Rogue is not a thief. Yeah, oddly. Well, she does steal people's she powers. She steals some powers. <laughs> I mean... But she, she gives them back. Eventually. Well, I don't know. Ask Carol well, Danvers. Okay, maybe, maybe not Carol, but other, otherwise, you know. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. She gave them back mostly. I'm pretty excited about the Marvels just to see uh, the Miss Marvel TV show. Oh, man, I'm hoping that's good. Yeah. I'm the hopeful guy. I'm a hopeful guy, too. And I misplaced my hope in real time. But so, anyway. Uh, oh, we already did, went over that. <laughs> you guys already went over that? Okay. Yeah, we, we, we did that, that on the Geek League, so if you are listening and want an extra podcast from us, every week we decide to do a podcast. Go ahead and go over to patreon.com slash the long box guys and for a mere one dollar a month you can get one dollar. That is crazy. You can get an extra podcast by us and more importantly, all the money that we earn from that podcast goes to the Elizabeth Peabody Food Bank to help feed our friends in need. So And and Tommy, you just went there this weekend you helped feed yep. three hundred people, three hundred turkeys. Yep. Good on you, boy. 300 families. 300 families eat 300 turkeys. Good on you, boy. That's a lot of turkeys. Good time passing out turkeys. Josh, it looks like the prowler is kissing you on the ear lightly and gently. Oh, yes. Whispering you sweet nothings. (laughs) He's stealing Josh's breath. (laughs) Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box Comics Talk. For comics fans. Mike, I know you got to go pick up your son in just a couple of minutes. You got anything at the front of the long box real quick you can share with us? Yeah, at the front of the long box, I have the comic I asked LT to read, which he probably still hasn't read, you son of a bitch. It's clear. It's a comicsology original by Scott Snyder and artist Francis Manipal. The basic premise is it's a futuristic noir detective story. But in this future, everybody has what's called skins, where they buy and upload, and everything in the world is viewed through that. So if you bought a Wild West upload, everything you would look like the Wild West as you were walking around. Or if you love the 80s, you could upload the 80s, and everybody would be wearing cargo pants and stuff like that. The detective in it is one of the few people who actually views the world as as it truly is. But what this does is not only is it a great noir that Scott Snyder is telling, but it is also a way for the artist to draw whatever the fuck he wants. Um, And he drops from different genre to genre to genre constantly through the uh, book. So, if you get Comixology, I highly recommend you go check out Clear. Wow, that sounds like a book I'd really enjoy. Yeah, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You should really check it out. <laughs> Tommy, what do you got the back of the long box? I have Spider-Man Animal Magnetism. Uh, this is by George K. 
Tarragon, Tom DeFalco, Stuart Moore, and Tom Hare. It's a collection of different uh, Spider-Man uh, animal spin-offs. So it's got a, a, a Spider-Man story with Howard the Duck, where Howard the Duck is uh, is taken over by a cult, and Spider-Man has to has to kind of snap him out of it. It also has uh, the Spider-Ham 25th anniversary special storyline. So if you like the Spider-Ham stories, it's got one of those in it. And it also has the ultimate Civil War Spider-Ham story in it. So it's got some of those great Spider-Ham uh, characters that you know and love in it. And it's fantastic. If you like that type of stuff with all those old Spider-Ham puns. Yes, sir. Is Ms. Lyons in it? <laughs> Miss Lyons is not in it. <laughs> she's in the Pet Avengers, so I'm surprised yeah. that that didn't make the cut. It's fair. Yeah. Nope. I bet Josh's favorite character, Daredevil, is in there. You know, Daredevil is not in it, actually. Daredevil is in there's, 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 uh, Devil Ham instead. What? No, it's gotta be Daredevil. It's gotta be Daredevil. Bravely, that's, that's I, that was the one. one that stupid. was the one I was like, "What? This is wrong." wrong. I kind of liked Devil's Hand when I was a kid. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was meat yeah. spread. There's nothing yeah. wrong with meat spread. Nothing wrong with meat spread. As my wife told me when I told her I used to like ketchup sandwiches as a kid. No, you didn't. You were just poor. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you didn't, Josh. You were just poor. <laughs> I don't think Josh was poor. Yeah, I was no. poor. Yeah, we were, yeah poor. we were poor. You yeah. and I were poor, Tommy. I don't think Josh was poor. I was poor. Mike, yeah. you were poor. <laughs> Mike, Mike is poor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You were, Mike. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know if I was breaking it to you. Wait, what? What? Wait, what? That news was actually broken to me in elementary school when our teacher was explaining that poor families will uh, eat, like, lots of potatoes because potatoes are cheap and it's a good way to get nu nutrition. Um, uh, and I was listening to him going, we eat potatoes every meal. Sometimes that's all we have. Oh, shit, I'm oh, poor. Holy <laughs> shit, I'm poor. I'm poor. Uh Darn it, I'm poor. I think I knew when the Marines gave me a toy every year. Like, man, those Marines cannot get enough of me. I love those guys. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a little tangential. Josh, you got a tangent for us real quick? Uh, I mean, Mike's about to get out of here, and I don't want to keep us too long, but I want to say this is a show we are filming before, or filming, recording, whatever, before Thanksgiving. I just want to say thanks for you guys. Thanks for the podcast. Thanks for our listeners. I really appreciate that we get to do this every week, and somebody out there, I don't know who you are, listens to us, and hopefully your day gets a little better from that. And uh, you're not alone out there. Have some turkey. Have some joy. Be thankful for the things you got. And uh, this is one of the things I got. I love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm thankful for you guys, too. Mikey, what are you thankful for? Not you guys, that's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be thankful when this podcast is over. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yes. Calling me a poor kid when I was growing up, you sons of bitches. Speaking of when we were growing up, Josh went and saw letters to Cleo yesterday. Yeah. A couple days ago. Time you tell me, Josh. I would have gone. That's what I was going to say, Josh. I I didn't know. I I, I was invited by a friend. My my old roommate, Chris, had an extra ticket. Um, He used to be actually the head of their fan club. So uh, we went. And it was uh, one of those weird instances where you see people that you don't recognize, but there was a lot of them because we were all doing sort of the club music scene at the same time 20 years ago. And it just seems like everyone just got older and swelled a bit. And you were like, I recognize that guy, maybe. But uh, no, she was uh, Kay Henley. was fantastic. Her voice is amazing. Um, And the opening band, Charlie Bliss, I have to say, the lead singer, her voice is Kay Hanley's vocal doppelganger. Um, so if you want to, if you love Letters to Cleo, listen to Charlie Bliss. They came out after uh, Letters to Cleo's set and did uh, and and duoed music from Josie and the Pussycats, and it was amazing. Yeah. All right. Really good. It was very good. There, yeah. Go go check them out. So. All right, I'll go get behind that. All right, let's do plugs real quick. We got Pensacola coming up. Not too long, you know, four months. Yeah, February. Yeah, I sent you the uh, write-up, which you're going to have to uh, spruce up for our panel on truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. I will spruce it up. And uh, we're also going to be doing uh, some rest of social justice, stupid, stupid, uh, stupid, 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 super villains and why we love them. And we're going to do all new ones this year. We're going to toss all the old ones out. We're also going to be doing our um, uh, last gig standing. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of new slides. What are nope. in there? Same well, questions as think. every year. We ain't changing shit. <laughs> uh, Tommy, what's your favorite panel that we do? Uh, you know, I think it has. I think the ones that that, that we like the best are probably stupid supervillains and why we love them. Yeah. It's so interactive. Yeah, we're so gonna do fun. karaoke again this year. I gotta make sure Tammy and Ian are on that because they were so much better than I was last year without them. And uh, yeah, we're also gonna do uh, red versus blue, uh, how political politics play out in comic books. I did that one by myself last year, but it was a huge hit. Had a great time doing it, showing people that were a lot closer than we think in a lot of issues. And uh, yeah, anything else to plug? I like Kirby Crackle. Yeah, Kirby Crackle, they provide our geek rock music every week. If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, yeah, we hear Kirby Crackle all the time. At the beginning and the end of the podcast, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're like, what are they talking about? It's because I am a lazy producer, and I don't want to figure out how to do video songs. So, yeah, go listen to our podcast. And go listen to Kirby Crackle at kirbycracklemusic.com. Yeah. 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 Hey, Tom, what are you going to say about Tammy and Ian? I would like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. Geekorthodox.com, purveyor of fine t-shirts and other geeky things, such as Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, uh, baseball hats, uh, stained glass prints, you name it, they've got it, serenity, uh, sake glasses, everything geeky, they've got it. GeekOrthodox.com. Go see him for some great t-shirts and other geeky things. That's right. Half of the podcast is wearing Geek Orthodox shirts right now. If you're watching us on YouTube. 
do it. And the other half is naked. And we are not. Me and Tommy are not. Black hole sun. Won't come. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cannot afford that. We can't afford that. Can't afford that shit. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, one last question. Uh, who sang the song, uh, I don't mind steering bread from the mountains? Uh, something else. Going hungry. It was a, it was a collaboration of Pearl Jam and a couple other bands, and they were yeah. called. Uh, All right, collaboration, I don't care, but it's Pearl Jam and some other guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the lead singer of Pearl Jam and a bunch of other guys. And uh, it was one of their, those lead thing off a collaboration album. And they were, yeah, I can't remember. That, that song was stuck in my head and I couldn't tell anybody who sang it because I couldn't fucking remember it. But yeah. now they tell me it's Pearl Jam, absolutely. I mean, that's the sound. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it's Eddie Vedder and, and, and some other people. It's, yeah. Um, all right. And that was just about do his time. Any words of wisdom for us? Yeah. Uh, I got my shot. I got my booster shot. I feel great. Mikey, you got your booster shot. How do you feel? I feel great now. You feel great now. <laughs> Everybody should get their shot. If you haven't gotten your shot, you know, sometimes you, you feel bad for a day or two, but it's only a day or two, and then, then you feel fine. It's worth it. Get your shot. Get that shot. And uh, Josh, uh, Thanksgiving, is that your sector? You're making two pies. What pies are you making, uh, I usually make, I'm going to make a, uh, some kind of meat pie for a main meal, and then I make my grandmother's apple pie. Bold. I never, I, I was a professional baker. I never really felt I had pies perfected. I, I love, do love making a good pie. It's, it's just hard. I never, I never felt real comfortable with the pies. Uh, and Mike, what is this podcast like to you? It's like Drunk History, but for comics. All right, and don't forget what I would say. Don't dismantate. Just promote to love you. Live longer. Thank you for the long process. Sausage fest it is. Yum, 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 yum.